cross. We're reminded that it is only by God's gracious gift that we are given everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Ashes, our mortality, the cross, our life, from deep Jesus' death and resurrection. Bishop Dion Johnson, the Episcopal Bishop of Missouri, shared his Ash Wednesday thoughts this year, and he wrote this. Remember your dust, the substance of the stars, animated with God's breath of life, uniquely formed in the image and likeness of divine love, offered in hope, forged in joy, very good or very good, no accident are we. This beloved quickened dust, meant to love and be loved, remember your dust. This is Lent. We have moved through the church season of Epiphany when we celebrated how God is revealed to us through God's Son, Jesus. And Lent is the church season now when we seek to go closer to God, examining our lives in God's life. <clears throat> and we look towards end things, to the shadow of death, to the journey Jesus made to the cross. To the cross, yes, but then to the quiet as death tomb. That after it's filled with Jesus' crucified body would be transformed into the tomb that would 
Bible Sunday School classes shared the thoughts of Thomas Burton that may apply here. Burton wrote, My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor have I really done myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I actually am doing so. But I believe the desire to please you, Lord, does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope I would never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, Lord. Though, may I, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to my peril alone. We will not fear, or at least when we do, we cling to God's promise. We cling to the life of God's only Son, and we cling to the Holy Spirit that clings to us. The triune God dwells in us, closer to us than our breath. In today's gospel, reading Jesus is driven into the wilderness to face his perils. We witness the Trinity, the one true triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit there in the world in the in baptism. And they're unveiled vividly. Here is God the Son rising up from the waters of baptism. Here is God the Father tearing apart the heavens to call out the name that is above all names. Jesus. And here is the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit, enveloping Jesus with comfort and courage that he would surely need for the wilderness ahead. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God at work. Here is the glory of Jesus' baptism in the beautiful Jordan River, lifting him above all earthly things to the glorious kingdom of God on earth. With the Holy Spirit's Gentle as a dove wings, embracing the divine Son of God. Though Christian tradition holds that he was that he was without sin, Jesus chooses John's baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He was practicing for prophecy. He was practicing when he was about to preach. And here is glory. But we know glory is inextricably linked to suffering. Quite suddenly, the Holy Spirit drives, not gently leads, but roughly drives, abruptly propels the already human Jesus into a bleak wilderness. Without the distractions of the lush Jordan Valley, or the support of his adoring, worshipful cousin, John the Baptizer, he sat alone. And Jesus faces a fierce landscape, 40 days of learning, exactly what he would be facing in the future. There are wild beasts. That is, who represent what is even worse. The evil ahead at work in some humans who would willfully misunderstand him, scorn and reject him, torture and kill him. There in the wilderness, seemingly removed from the goodness of earth, Jesus is instructed by God about this nature of evil, of Satan, God's adversary who tempted and tested Jesus and certainly him with danger. It was a wild and wretched place, like the wilderness where God had led the children of Israel for 40 years, where wilderness was not the path of ease. 
Negro who does our wilderness, which is to say that in a time of distress, in a place of death and wild beasts, Jesus finds comfort and consolation from God's ministering angels. And you remember that angels, God's angels, are messengers. That's what they are. God's repeated message to Jesus through the angels surely is, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Father was with the Son. As both divine and human, Jesus was vulnerable to the dangers of the wilderness. But God was always with him, always watchful, always providing care and protection. God knows how vulnerable we are. And just as God was with Jesus, God is always with and in us. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is our indwelling fortress of forgiveness and our joy and mercy and love, our guiding strength for the journey, and our courage to go forth and live by our words and by our actions, live the blessed truth of God in Jesus. The truth that is the salvation of all creation. The Reverend Dr. Ken Wright reminded one of the adult Sunday school classes recently about our going forth to God's people. He said, for some people, their only experience of God is us. We reflect the light of God who is within us. This is a powerful reminder. For as our relationship, our connection with God grows stronger, we are drawn more and more toward God, understanding our need for God. St. Augustine knew this. He wrote, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. St. Messiah's people, finding solace and strength from God, seek to become more connected to God, and are thus empowered to go forth offering solace to the broken and down, downhearted, to the hungry students, to those in pain and fear and sorrow, to those who do not know our Lord or who do not love him. Father Scott writes that there is nothing more important than developing a strong, life-giving connection with God. Through this connection, there is abundant life. There is repentance and God's forgiveness, even in our times of personal wilderness, maybe especially in our times.